1450 AM, WKXL, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM, our new signal in Manchester that covers the Queen City, Bedford, Hooksett, Goffstown, Merrimack, parts of Londonderry. It is In Touch with Kale and Cormier, Ken Kale, Jane Cormier. Great to have you with us today, wherever you may be. And don't forget, you can stream WKXL live 24-7 at nhtalkradio.com, except when the Boston Celtics are playing, because you can't stream the Celtics. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's the rule. That's not our rules. That's the NBA rules right there. So, Jane, you know, I was just uh, looking at a, a recent edition of the uh, Concord Monitor, and I tell you, I, I wish I was quite a bit younger than I am today uh, because the United States Army, for the first time, is offering a maximum enlistment bonus of $50,000 to highly skilled recruits. Well, I probably wouldn't qualify for that, but for highly skilled recruits who join... For six years. Wow. Mm, that's, it's an Associated Press story. As the service struggles to lure soldiers into certain critical jobs amid the continuing pandemic. And I know enlistment for all the branches of service yeah. uh, have been down. But a $50,000 bonus. Yeah, they're really looking, I guess, to try to fill the ranks. I, I think that even before COVID... Um, you know, they were having trouble. All the numbers were going down, like you said, in the service. But now that uh, COVID is hit and, um, you know, and you know what? Finding folks that will sign on for a long-term anything yep. is a challenge these days. It is. It in our two-minute culture. Um, so I can sort of see why they might say that up to 50,000, you know, depending on the experience, right? For highly skilled Yeah. Recruits, yes. Well, they'll probably still give a benefit for somebody. Oh, I'm sure. I, in fact, I know of uh, cases that uh, uh, someone who is in the Navy right now and has been in the Navy for just a, a little over a year was offered a $60,000 bonus if he would commit to three more years. Wowie zowie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, because he, he knows what's going on and he's in yeah. it and you don't have yeah. to, you know, train or anything. So I could see you'd want to keep him... You know, it's it's kind of really when you stop to think about it for so many years. I don't know if it's just me. Maybe it's just me. But um, the the narration of what we should feel about our country, right, has has weirdly changed the trajectory. When I was growing out, growing up, we always we had sort of a, a nationalism of. America was great, you know, opportunity for sure. everyone. and Very and patriotic. Very yes. patriotic, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And then it sort of went through this dimming where it was frowned on, right? If you loved your country, if you were a patriotic person. Um, do you want to know, I'll tell a story here. So when I was probably 15 years ago, uh, we got invited to go to West Point, our, our singing group, Piccola, mm -hmm. yeah? Yeah. yeah. And um, we wanted, and they wanted us to do a performance, light opera, for the cadets that were graduating, all right, West Point. So yeah. uh, we went down to West Point, and I had like eight emerging young singers, and uh, this was a big deal. I mean, all of the upper, you know, the heads Brass, of, of the, the yeah, yeah, they were all there. Very cool. Lots very, of stars and stripes, yes, right? Yes, totally. Yes. Very interesting. Lots of decorations on those uniforms. No kidding. No yeah. kidding. 
And I was very excited. I thought this was just the coolest thing. Sure. Now, of course, I'm the older. I'm the older of the singers. The singers were, you know, in their 20s, and I'm, you know, in my 50s, right? And um, But I was, wow, this is so cool. So we had this program, and at the end of the program, I said to the kids that were with me, okay, guys, so to end it, we're going to end with God Bless America. Because, you know, part of good performing, not only do I like God Bless America and have no problem saying it, um, but, you know, it, you have to know your audience. These are cadets that, that feel a certain patriotism to the nation they're serving, uh, you know, at least one would hope, right? So I wanted to end the show in God Bless America. And do you know that I had pushback from almost every single singer that did not want to sing it? Really? And they knew it. It wasn't that they didn't know God Bless America. Right. They yeah. just felt that it wasn't something that our company should do. And, you know, I, I, I tend to have a pretty good sense of humor. You know, I'm, I'm forthright gal. I have a lot of energy. But you know what? I don't really get angry a lot. I really don't. But when I get there, I get there. And uh, for the very first time in a long time, I remember saying to them, well, you know what? You're getting paid. This is still the company I'm running. And we are ending the show with God Bless America. So suck it up and let's practice it. Because we did a, a whole narration over the verse wasn't just the God Bless America chorus. There's a wonderful verse there mm -hmm. that is usually spoken. Um, and we had one of our singers speak it while we hummed and then we sang it, right? Well, uh, we did it. And when we were done, okay, now probably there was easily 200 people in that room, probably more, right? When we were done, the reception we got for that piece was a like, unbelievable, unbelievably loud. They jumped to their feet. They were yelling. The whole room, right? We didn't get that. We got a good ovation, but we didn't get that for our show before God Bless America. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I remember looking at the, at the young singers and thinking to myself, I hope you learned your lesson that, number one, no matter what you might think, you are singing to a specific audience. You always try to gear what you're doing to please your audience. That's what you're supposed to do as a performer. Right. And number two... They got it. The 250 people or so sitting in that hall understood what we were doing and appreciated it. And we were all in the same place at that point, you know, with it. But that mentality it was def is definitely been bred, you know, that it's yeah. almost looked down upon if you love your country. Yeah. And, and do you think, uh, it, it, you know, they would have had as much pushback for another patriotic song that did not mention God. Was you know it a what? case of God? Maybe. Yeah. And I didn't even think of that because in the piece, to me, it's linked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I don't think of it as America and God. I think of the pieces linked yeah. as our founders did. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, so maybe that's true. Yeah. Maybe that's true. But I think over the years, I have to tell you, um, I've seen it in the business of performing where the patriotic pieces are kind of passed over as blase, you know, passe, um, and, you know, they're not really meaningful pieces. You know, too many people, you know, look at the controversy we had with national anthems. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, there's something wrong there, folks. Yes, there is. Something I wrong. totally agree. And, and you know what I, I don't like is I, there are very few times when you watch a sports telecast today, uh, unless it's on a, a more local level, that uh, they will allow you to hear the national, national anthem. anthem. That's because they don't want to see. Yeah. They don't want to show you. Yeah, well, I, I guess. I don't know. Or they'd rather run a couple of commercials instead of oh. playing the national anthem. 
many uh, NFL games this year have you heard it? I've heard it in zero. The, the only time you can hear it during the regular season, I am convinced, is if you are actually That's right. at the stadium. And I yeah. think it's because the owners know there was such blowback when people were kneeling for the national anthem for the country that you live in. Um, and I think they took a hit for it. So they said, you know what? We don't want to bash any football player or take away their rights to, to kneel. We don't want the public to be back at us if they see us doing it. So they just don't show it. I'm convinced you're right. You know, but for a while when this, uh, you know, when the kneeling controversy started, uh, they did show the national yeah, anthem. And only, only because I think they knew people would be glued to their sets to see who was and was not kneeling. The very beginning, you're yes. correct. Yeah. But then they, I'll tell you what, in my friend's circle, in my, my circle of friends, I can't tell you the number of people that stopped watching their football team oh, I, because they yeah. were PO'd about that. Yeah. So I think that novelty wore off pretty quick. Yeah. When they st- Their numbers definitely dipped during that whole controversy. They did. In fact, uh, you know, what did you hear about kneeling this year? Zip. Next to nothing. That's right. And the ratings were at a six-year high. Yeah, the that's NFL right. ratings were at a six-year high. And I love this it. This year. I love it. That's You want to have a voice? That's an example. Nobody had to talk about it. You didn't have to make a big rah-rah about it, but you, you, you were heard by not watching. You were, you were heard by not participating, and they figured it out. The NFL figured it out. Maybe we better stop trying to be, you know, the big man on the block with, with a, a message here, right? Yeah. And the people spoke, and guess what now? Now we don't have to see it. Yeah, it's not even a factor anymore. That's right. But yet... You, you still never hear the national anthem yeah. before an NFL game on television unless it's the Super Bowl. Maybe it'll come back. The Maybe Super it'll Bowl, come back. You'll, you'll see it. You'll see God Bless America. You'll see the national anthem. Good. And that's good, and I wish they would have it for every game. I, I know do too. the local uh, Nesson telecast of the Bruins games always shows yep. the national anthem. And they did in the last couple of years as well yeah, yeah. when that was brewing. Oh, yeah. No, no, they've never stopped, and uh, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. In fact, last night, I uh, well, not well, as we taped this on the 13th of January, I was watching a Bruins-Montreal uh, game last night, and it was on TNT, mm-hmm. the national network. It was not on Nesson, the local yep. New England sports network. And uh, they had a moment of silence for... Uh, a young hockey player who died of an injury uh, in Connecticut. They had the moment of silence, and they showed that with the players lined up nice. on their respective blue lines. And I was said, "Oh, we're going to, you know, get to hear the uh, the national anthems and they now." They didn't do it, right? They cut away right after the moment of silence. Shame they, on them! They cut away, and I was especially excited because I love to hear the Canadian national anthem. Yeah, it's beautiful, huh? I, it, I love it. Yeah. I love O Canada. Yeah. I, I often sing it in the shower. It's better than ours because ours is so difficult to sing. Oh, Canada is a very melodic, nice, easy melody that everybody can sing. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right, whether they sing it in English or French or a combination That's of the right. two. Yeah. Uh, and I was looking forward to that last night. Uh, but, no, it didn't happen on TNT. If, it, yeah. if the game had been on New England Sports Network, Nesson, they would have carried yep. both anthems, as they normally do. Right. Uh, but the network telecasts very rarely, no awesome? matter what oh. sport it is. It's that not, not just hockey, but... Football, you never see the anthem. Baseball, uh, basketball, you never hear so the anthem. So bad. Isn't that bad? Unless it's a major event, it's, unless it's an all-star game or a Super Bowl, yeah. you never, yeah. ever 
hear it. And I think it is sad. I really do. I agree. I mean, what does it take? Maybe a couple of minutes? I mean, at the most. At the most. They're sheep. They're sheep. They're people that are in these organizations are sheep and so afraid to come out and make a, a supposed statement by offering, what, God Bless America or the National Anthem. So they're just avoiding it. Yeah. That's that's the truth. What, whether people want to believe it or not, that's where we've headed. That's where we've ended up. Not a good place to be. No, not at all. And there were some terrific uh, national anthem singers mm-hmm. out there. I know when I was doing the Monarchs, I, I always used to schedule into my pregame show that we would make time for the national anthem or anthems, whatever the case may be, if we were playing in Canada or a, a Canadian team was playing mm-hmm. in Manchester and uh, a woman by the name of Catherine Martinez <laughs> al- always, always sang a great national anthem. Yes. I always look forward to hers and others as well mm-hmm. uh, throughout the years doing uh, Manchester Monarchs games. And uh, I would always try to fit it in. And they do, for the most part, on the local yes. uh, radio broadcast. But yeah. not national. Yeah. Not national. I know. It's, uh, it's it is, just very strange. It is too bad. It is too bad. And you know that Kaepernick thing? You know, he was uh, right on the verge when he started to kneel. And, you know, you can he can conjure up as many scenarios, police brutality or whatever he said that he was kneeling for. Mm-hmm. And it's all, you know what, it's all not correct. Yeah. He kneeled for one reason and one reason alone. And this, he kneeled in the preseason. And I forget the season it was. It was like 2016, maybe, that he, that he started to kneel in the preseason because he was on the verge of being cut mm-hmm. by, by Chip Kelly, who was a, a Manchester native and was the coach of the San Francisco 49ers mm. at the time. Wow. Colin Kaepernick was on the verge of being cut. Yeah. And if he had been cut, his salary would have gone away. Of course. And not only his salary for that year, but the following years for which he had signed a contract. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in the NFL, they don't have too many guaranteed salaries. His yeah. was not one of them. But you knew that the 49ers, after he knelt... Would not cut him. Of course, him. how could they? Yeah, because you know, because <laughs> they couldn't cut him for that perceived public reason. opinion. Yes, yeah. but his skills had eroded. I mean, totally. when he first came into the league, he was you know a very good quarterback, and he was you know a, a big asset to the Giants to the Forty ers And uh, he you know his, uh, over time his yeah. skills deteriorated. He he wasn't as marketable. He, uh, you know, wasn't the quarterback he once was, and he was in jeopardy right. of losing his job. So he found another way and to get he attention. Knelt, yeah. and and you knew right then and there that he was going to stay a member of the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, he didn't kneel for oh, any, yeah. any civil rights purposes or mm-hmm. an, any any way that he felt that he might have been harmed or uh, you know. Whatever, whatever he said, yeah. uh, you know, about the police brutality and wearing, you know, police pig socks and that sort of thing. <laughs> and, uh, really. And, and you know, and, and he, he could very, he, he could not articulate really why. Well, he really when, didn't need when, to. When probed, yes, yeah. he was never, he was never very articulate about the reason yeah. that he start to, started to kneel. And then as he started to kneel, yeah. he was joined by others sure. as well. Now now, the, now they had that out there. Yeah. So why not make use of it? And so it became a big, big deal. Um, and regardless, in my mind, you know, let's not, let's say, okay, there might've been a reason behind later you know, the social warriors there. 
um, that we're talking about issues. Okay, fine. Let's have that debate. Let's let's talk about it. Yeah. But why do we have to denigrate the entire founding of our country yeah. <laughs> because of this debate that people want to have heard, the debate they want to undertake? Right. Right. I, I don't understand that. One does not have to happen by pushing the other out. We can still love what the country is about, admit we're not perfect by any stretch, and have the debate. Why does it have to be one or the other? Right. That's what I don't get. Where did exactly. we get to that point? Exactly. So, at any rate, uh, he is a memory in the National Football League now. Yeah. Uh, we have not seen him in anybody's uniform for an, uh, a number of years. And, uh, you know, it. it it's not going to happen now unless he resurfaces no. in the USFL. Who knows? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> he may resurface in the USFL. Okay. But uh, at any rate, uh, I, I am thoroughly convinced uh, that he has uh, played his last game in the NFL and oh, thoroughly sure. convinced that the reason he knelt was so that he would not be cut yeah. and lose millions of dollars uh, that, uh, you know, what ultimately was paid to him of by course. the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's probably correct. All right. So that takes care of Colin Kaepernick <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> my, at least my rationale as to why he knelt and the reasons behind that Yeah. and why others did as right. well. And for that period of time, when guys were kneeling on the sidelines, the networks would show the national anthem yeah. because they knew people would be curious to see who was kneeling and who was not mm -hmm. until the viewers got, you know, PO. Oh yeah. And, and the then stopped watching went down and right. they went down and I, people from all walks of life that I know. Yes. Uh, stopped me are the most ardent of football. Fans. I I'm telling you, I saw that too. Yeah. Stopped watching That's because right. of that. Can you believe it? And I, I remember, uh, you know, cause I'm pretty opinionated and I can remember, you know, telling folks, well, I totally agree with what you're saying, but, I, I think I can still watch my favorite sports uh, and not allow them to denigrate my enjoyment of what these players are doing in these prospective sports that I enjoy, right? Mm -hmm. Like watching. So I made the decision, although I did not agree with the Neil thing, but I made the decision mostly, mostly, yep. uh, that I was still going to partake of the sport. Um, so I didn't quit watching, but... I know a lot of people that did. Oh, yeah, I, I do as well. And that, by the way, I was just looking this up uh, online, uh, and that uh, Neil, the first Neil, was September 1st, 2016, in a preseason yeah, game. You were right. Against yeah. the, San the then San Diego Chargers. Okay. Not the Los Angeles Chargers, yeah, yeah. as we know today. Yeah. And I will still be calling them San Diego Chargers, probably till the day I die. <laughs> Okay. Because I'm still calling them the Baltimore Colts. And how long have they been out of Baltimore? That's you know? right. We yeah. know who you mean. Yeah, right. That's right, fine. Right. All right. This is uh, In Touch with Kale and Cormier. We thank you for joining us today. Right here on 1450 AM WKXL 103.9 on the FM dial. That's in the capital area. And 101.9 FM covering Manchester and beyond. We will take a break and be back with more right here on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com. Welcome back. It is Kale and Cormier. Glad to have you with us today. 1450 AM WKXL, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in Manchester, Hooksett, Merrimack, 
Londonderry, Goffstown, you name it. We are invading the airwaves of those cities and towns for the first time here on WKXL. And some of the people who listen will, you know, not know. Uh, you know, they don't, they, you know, and they never knew what they missed. And now they're not going to miss a thing <laughs> That's uh, right. right here on WKXL. <laughs> They'll be tuning in constantly to uh, our programming here, which includes uh, Boston Celtics basketball. Every game. Celtics hopefully are turning it around. Uh, they have, uh, when we re- as we record this on a uh, Thursday afternoon, the 13th of uh, January, you might be listening to this in June, but the uh, Celtics uh, have started to turn around uh, anyway. And uh, we hope that continues, and we hope they are active in the trade market as well. That, that is my opinion. <laughs> and there's a, one, one player in particular I would love to see in another uniform. And I think it would be addition by, subtra- by subtraction. He wears the number 36 of the Boston Celtics. And uh, I think it would be, a, a, they have said that they're not going to trade uh, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. And I think that's a good thing. I'm glad they're not dealing either one of those cornerstones of the franchise. Okay. Uh, the, the one guy I would like to see depart is Marcus Smart. You don't like I, Marcus? I'm not a Marcus Smart fan. I, I will admit that. I'm not a Marcus Smart fan. And you can tell me it may be true. Maybe I don't know the game as well as I should. And maybe I don't know enough about basketball <laughs> to appreciate what he brings to the table. Uh, you know, I, I'm not wow. saying the guy doesn't hustle. I'm not saying that at all. And uh, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. Yeah. I, I just don't think he fits into this mix. Yeah. And handcuffs guys like Brown and Tatum uh, because he wants to get his shots. I mean, when you're coming down the stretch of a close game, the guys who should get the shots Absolutely. in a close game are the guys who can actually shoot. Right. Are the guys that have the percentage to make the shot. That's it. And, uh, you know, at least with the Celtics, uh, Jason Tatum yes. and, and Jalen Brown and, and a couple of others have uh, better, much better shooting percentages sure. than Marcus Smart. Uh, they, they really do. And I know that people say, oh, look at the intangibles he brings to the team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well he's yeah. just not consistent as the player. You know, on the on the court, he has a lot of good energy. He's kind he's, of like he's got the, energy. Yep. He's got a lot of enthusiasm. He's like who's the guy that from the uh, Birdie era, uh, Car? ML Car. Yeah, he's kind of like the ML wave, Car. Wave the towel yeah. and that sort of thing. But the difference was, I think, that ML Car knew his limitations. Yeah, he knew what to do. He knew what he not wasn't Larry Bird. Yeah, yeah. That he wasn't Kevin McHale. Yeah. He wasn't Robert Parrish. Indeed. He wasn't one of those guys. And he was happy to play the role he played. In, he was. That's and right. very happy to be on an NBA roster that yeah. was a very good team. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, and, and you're right. And that's uh, he, he brought some intangibles to the table and later on uh, coached the Celtics. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but Marcus Smart thinks mm-hmm. that he is on that level. Yeah. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That is a problem because he is not. So did he do something recently? I, no, I, no, I, no, 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 nothing uh, unusual. Just to clang shots when the Celtics are on, you know, a, like a 15-2 to two run or something like that. Yeah. He'll throw up an ill-advised three, you know, maybe hit the rim, yeah. maybe Makes not. Makes you go, yeah, ooh, yeah, right, yeah. ouch. And then, you know, kind of kill the momentum. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And he usually makes like one spectacular play or pass a game, and, and people will, you know, talk about that. They'll dwell on that. <laughs> 
and, and, and really, I mean, you know, really, it, and you know, he's getting paid millions and millions of dollars. I, I think one spectacular. He should play, be able to do. Yeah, yeah, right. Indeed. And you know, he'll dive on the floor, and you know, that sort of thing. And I'm not, you know, it's not lack of hustle, although I think some of it is for show sometimes. Yeah. But it's not, uh, not for lack of hustle. It's just out and out lack of ability uh-huh. to shoot the basketball. Yeah. Lack of judgment. And, and and judgment as well, because yeah. he throws up a lot of bad shots. Yeah. So maybe by the time this show airs, uh, <laughs> he will no longer be a member of the Celtics. But, oh, are they discussing but, it? But I highly doubt it. Yeah, I okay. highly doubt I haven't, it. I didn't know they were discussing no, it. No, probably not. This oh. is just uh, absolute wishful thinking I see. Okay. on my part, because I think he handcuffs. <laughs> well, I saw in a recent game against uh, Indiana, where Marcus Smart did not play. Was that, wasn't that last night? Uh, yeah, it was, as we record this, yeah. Uh, Jalen Brown had 34 points. Marcus uh, uh, Jalen Brown had 34. Jason Tatum had 32. Ah. Marcus Smart was cheerleading on the bench. He had some kind of minor injury, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but he w- he did not play. Okay, and, and they the did Celtics really well. the offense flowed beautifully. Okay. I, you know, against you know a lesser team, perhaps, but... Nonetheless, you got to win those games, too. Of course. Celtics have lost plenty of games to lesser teams mm-hmm. this year because of stupid decisions down the stretch. Yeah. And the wrong people taking the shots. Wasn't that kind of the coaching problem, though? That's a coaching problem you know? as well. I don't know uh, how strong uh, Coach Yudoka is. I'm, I'm sure he has respect of the players, but he, he does not seem to be a, a guy like you know that's going to put the clamps on somebody. Yeah, well, maybe he yeah. should. Maybe that's well, more the problem. Yeah, well, and I, it was a problem in the uh, Brad Stevens era as yeah, well. It was. I'm sorry. Yeah. I used to I used to shake my head at some of the games, wondering, is this guy like he's just too nice? What's with you? Lead this team. Yeah. You know, be a leader. Yeah. Yeah, wait, he didn't show those skills. I'm sorry. No, and he's still in the front office, and I think yeah. a big fan of Marcus Smart. So I guess Marcus is going to be with us okay. for a while to come. Yeah. I and, and the other thing, I, and you pointed out too, which involves leadership, uh, is the fact that they throw up far too many three-point shots. Yeah. You know, well, when, it, when it first started, when the three-point shots started, <laughs> uh, back, uh, well, it was in the Larry Bird era. Yes. I think it started in the the what, early 2000s, maybe, or uh, before that, perhaps, 89, no, in the early 90s it started, yeah. early 90s yeah. uh, they started. And if you look at the box scores, which I have, uh, looking back on three-point attempts then in the start of the three-point era as compared to now. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it is. I mean, uh, there were many nights with Larry Bird on the roster yeah. that the Celtics didn't even shoot a three. Yeah. And Larry Bird was a very good three-point shooter, but they only took them in crucial times if they were down, if they right. needed Would have cut someone's points. throat, you know? But, uh, you know, the idea back then was to take it to the hoop. Right. And get as many close-range shots right. as you possibly could. And they try, don't do that now. Try to get fouled. And, yeah. and now I think taking, you know, 40 to 50 threes a game, which is what most wow. teams are doing now. That much? Most teams are throwing up 40 to 50 oh, per crazy. game. Crazy. And to me... It's very lazy totally. basketball. They're afraid to, you know what? The paint is where all the fun stuff is in basketball. Sorry, That's you know, it. crunching no. in the paint, baby. And when you start taking the outside shot for the quick, easy three, yeah. or relatively easy, yeah. you don't have any of that paint action going on. The game is different. Now, there are some guys that can do it and do it well. I mean, in the game yeah. today, uh, Steph Curry is in a game in yeah, a, that in a guy's class unreal. by himself. Yeah. And, you know, 
He could take as many three-point shots as he wants, as far as I'm concerned. The right, but see, he, he still goes in the paint, though. I but mean, it's does. not, yeah. He does. He's a he does. Great all-star. There, there are very few in his class yes. in terms of three-point shooting. True. And uh, But he, he does it exceptionally well. Right. Uh, but uh, most players, if, if they shoot 35% from the three-point line or beyond the three-point line, yeah. that's considered outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding if you mm-hmm. shoot 35% from three-point range. And uh, Marcus Smart does not fall into that category, folks. <laughs> he just doesn't. I'm sorry to tell you. You know, I, I look at the numbers, and uh, uh, he does not fall into that category. So if he depart, if he departs, if he is traded, uh, you know, I'm not going to shed any tears. So listen, we have uh, yeah, to make yeah. sure, because I thought that it was going to be um, earlier. The three-point shot was 79-80. 79-80. We know because Bird, yeah. the big years, yeah. were 84, right? right. right? Yeah. And yeah. he was shooting some then. Yeah. But, you know, they were, they were when you made the three-point yeah. then, it was such a big deal and it so was. exciting, It you was, know? because teams are shooting two or three a game. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Right. Now they're shooting between 40 and 50 a yeah, game. Yeah, so cheap, isn't it? It, it is. It, it really, I think it's a disservice to the fans as well. Yeah, it is. To the and, game, and, too. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's very lazy basketball. Yeah, it is lazy. Yeah, it is lazy. So uh, the first three-point goal, three-point shot uh, ever made in the NBA was by a Celtic, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't Larry Bird. Who was it? It was Chris Ford. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yes. He made the first three-point shot in NBA history. Yeah. Yes, well, he was pretty good. at He wasn't good as Bird, but Ford no, he could have an outside he shot. He was a good three-point shooter. Yeah. He was a very good three-point shooter. And he later became coach of the Celtics. Yes, he did. Yeah. So, oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. So I, we just, I just throw that out there because the trading deadline is coming up on February 10th. <laughs> so you're talking about it and thinking about it. <laughs> and and I'm, I don't really care who, who the Celtics get in return. There are a couple of guys out there I'd, I'd like to see. I'd like to see them go after... Uh, Bradley Beal, who currently plays for the Washington Wizards, and he and Jason Tatum mm. have been pretty much lifelong friends. Beal is a little bit older than Tatum, but they both grew up in St. Louis mm. and uh, wow. play have played basketball together, but not uh, not in the NBA. Right? Uh, obviously, uh, they've they've played uh, together, you know, prior to that. But you know, uh, I think he is a guy that uh, could fit in well mm-hmm. with. Uh, Tatum and Brown and uh, Bradley Beal actually can shoot from the outside as yep. well. And he's a, a very good penetrator. Yep. Uh, taking it into the paint and getting fouled. And Interesting. Well, maybe they're going to listen to you. D- I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think they listen to anybody. Yeah, sad. Uh, you, know, you know, but uh, at any rate, uh, that, that's my Celtics rant for the day. Uh, for yeah. the day. Okay. I won't say any more, but you can hear every game. <laughs> With, I think, the best broadcast team in the NBA on the radio, Sean Grandy and Cedric Maxwell. They do a great job. Yeah. And uh, they have all the games right here on WKXL. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, and 101.9 FM in Manchester and vicinity. It's a show called In Touch with Kale and Cormier that you're listening to. Ken Kale, Jane Cormier. We'll take a break and be right back here on WKXL NH Talk Radio, talking about what matters to you. 1450 AM, WKXL 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond. It is In Touch with Kale and Cormier. 
And uh, glad to have you with us today, whatever day this might be. Whenever you're hearing it. We don't even know ourselves. (laughs) I get so confused. I mean, we're, we're recording this on a Thursday, the 13th of January, so some of these references references may be antiquated uh, when you hear it on the 16th of July. But, Usually, oh, it's within yeah. a week, right? Yeah, uh, something like there that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to laugh. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a non sequitur uh, here. A non sequitur. And I uh-uh. I'm chuckling because I just happened to cross this in your last segment, but you were so into the the Celtics, uh, the Celtics, Marcus Smart, that I thought, you know, I'm gonna wait, but. I want to, you know, here we're talking about serious things. I mean, we're talking about uh, well, our last show. We were talking about all of the, you know, the legalities with the voter stuff. Today we're talking about national, you know, national heritage and being patriotic, right? And if you look at any opinion parts of the newspapers, you'll usually see pretty good letters. I always like to read the letters yeah, in sure. the opinion yeah. to read what people say. Well, this letter um, is in the opinion section of the Concord Monitor. And here is the title, Letter. Help baby squirrels. So this person writes this letter, and I'm not laughing at the person, but, you know, it's surrounded by all these heavy COVID spiking topics and revolving door at the DCYF and, you know, heating oil. Do you have heating oil? Help baby squirrels. And this is a very serious, long letter about gray squirrels, whether you love them or hate them, rightfully deserve a chance to raise their babies to independence. Oh, my Lord. Well, okay. I love squirrels. I do. I, I love to feed the squirrels. I do. You love to uh, feed. Oh, I, my. I hate uh, the squirrels. They take all of my bird food. Oh, well, I don't I do not do it in my in my backyard, but uh, I do it. I, I have to tell you, I, I do it, and I know I shouldn't. Now, I'm, they might come and arrest me here on Reddington Road. I don't know. The authorities might be coming to get me. The squirrel, because please. Because I don't think you're supposed to feed the squirrels, but... I bring down some peanuts when I sometimes sit down by the Merrimack River right behind the Everett Arena, and uh, I just sit there on Do nice ya? on nice days and and bring peanuts to the squirrels. Get the heck out of here! I, I Do, Do they come to you? No, they don't come very close. They don't come close. Not, okay. Don't come very close. And when I try to get you know a little closer to them, they usually run the other way. I got a couple of real uh, bold they, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. come right up to me. Really? They yeah. come like making me nervous near to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they're buggers. I mean, I had little sugar pumpkins on my porch, decorative sugar pumpkins, right? Yeah. Yeah. These guys, two of them, opened those suckers right up and ate all of the seeds out of the pumpkins. Well, then I can see why you hate them. Oh, they're, I'm, yeah. I have to, I don't hate them, uh, but, okay. but like them they're not a large part of my life, I will say. Yeah. But, uh, you know, to <laughs> see how they opened the pumpkins, I they did one. I enjoyed it so much. I went out and I bought another one. And I put a second pumpkin out and yeah. watched them decimate that. Pretty cool buggers, actually. But I don't know that they would ever loom so large that I had to write a letter <laughs> to save the baby squirrels. <laughs> there is actually, they're putting a law into the books yeah. to change the date of the season, to push back squirrel season, hunting season, so that baby squirrels have two more weeks with their parents. Wow. That. Like, okay. I, I didn't even know that people shot squirrels. I yeah, guess they I, guess they do, huh? I guess yeah. that there's a, uh, uh, they, they have a season. Yeah. On current hunting season on gray squirrels starts September 1st, a time when squirrel mothers are still suckling young. So the petition that was brought to the New Hampshire Fish and Game was to push it back. And uh, so now they have HB 1356, that would move the squirrel hunting season later 
a couple of weeks. This is by Representative Amanda Bolden. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Oh. So. Uh, I, we, you know what? Someday on, on one of these In Touch programs, we are going to have to uh, get someone from Fish and Game and uh, okay. talk a little bit about Fish and Game, Wouldn't about be, the yeah. different seasons. Uh, I know uh, Mark Beauchene from uh, Fish and Game uh, would be happy to come on and, be awesome. and, and discuss it uh, with us. Yeah, yeah. have them come into our Reddington Road studios and uh, and, and talk about these things, really. Because yeah. I, I didn't really know. I You know, I figured people maybe, you know, Kids with BB guns might take <laughs> shots at squirrels, but I didn't know there was a real official season. There is. That's September 1st. You can hunt squirrels. Uh, I know there's, you know, moose season, obviously, and a deer season yeah. and uh, uh, and uh, other animals, but I, I wasn't, I honestly did yeah. not know in all, all the years I spent with a great outdoorsman <laughs> uh, in the name of Peter St. James, uh, he... Uh, Never told me there was a squirrel Really? Season. Maybe he yeah. didn't know either. Nah, he probably did. But listen, he probably did. if you are so moved, yeah. you can go to that hearing on January 14th at 2 o'clock in the, in the State House or Fish and Game Committee, I guess, and you can sign in to support saving the squirrels, saving the baby squirrels. Okay. Now you've just heard it all. I guess what so. What else is there I, to talk about? And, and I must say, <laughs> uh, unfortunately... Uh, not that long ago, it was only a couple of weeks ago, that I actually killed a squirrel. Oh no! Driving. <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, and, oh. and I, I think it's the first time I, I had ever done it. Yeah. Honestly, because I, I like the squirrels. I like, you know, wildlife in general. Yeah, I, I do too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't shoot anything or anybody, but. Uh, for that matter. Well, maybe if uh, I was hungry, I think I could I, shoot I an animal. I guess maybe if I was wicked yeah. desperate, maybe yeah. I would. Wicked I desperate, know, yeah. I've never become that uh, no, desperate no. as yet. Yeah. Uh, it may be coming. I may be living down by the river. In the so Peter St. James never took you hunting? He, he, he used to take me to places where we could see moose. Oh. Uh, he used to, you know, and, and we did. He uh, didn't hunt? Yeah, yeah. I, I oh, thought he oh, hunted. Oh, he does. He yeah. hunts. He hunts. Yeah. I don't. Okay. I don't. So you were just passively uh, watching while he was having fun no, hunting? No, no, no. He wasn't hunting. We just went to places. Oh. Hey, this was like out of season. Okay. Where where you knew, like Moose Alley right. up north. Yeah. Where you would, uh, you know, see, see a moose. Aren't they awesome? Yeah, when we were up there for, you know, doing some shows up there and, and what have you, and, uh, he, he took me by and uh, saw some moose. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. They're very strange creatures. They're just so tall. Yeah. They you know? probably think the same thing about us. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. But no, I'm not, I've never been a hunter. You know, uh-huh. I mean, I, I wouldn't. Uh, listen, I would be like Barney Fife with a gun. And, oh. and that's why, you know, kept the, the bullet in his uh, in his shirt pocket yeah. and, and had to load it, you know, well, one, one by one. It's just like anything else. Yeah. You just learn how to do it. Uh, I guess, but you I've know? never had any interest. I, you know what I loved when I was a kid, and I haven't done it in a long time? I used to love archery. Oh, really? I, I used to love archery, uh, target shooting with the uh, with the, yeah. the bow and arrow when I was a kid, sure. when I went to camp. Uh, I went to a, a camp in North Andover, Massachusetts. Uh, Jim Leskatoff's Camp oh. Evergreen. Jim Leskatoff yes, used to I play, know about the, yeah, the Celtics. play for the Celtics. Yeah. yeah. And when he retired uh, from the Celtics and his number eight, well, his, his actually, he's the only player in Celtics history whose nickname has been retired. Lesky, L-O-S-C-Y. Really? When you go to the, the TD Garden, you see all the numbers, all the retired oh, numbers. Oh, my goodness. Now, here's the deal. Here's why it's Lesky, L-O-S-C-Y. Because Dave Collins, who played much later than Jim Leskatov, yeah. 
uh, at his number 18, which was okay. Jim Leskatoff's number, yeah. a retired Cowan's number. And then somebody thought it would be great to honor Jim Leskatoff for, you know, he was on many championship oh, teams. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, with the Celtics. And yeah, he was, uh, you know, a rough and tumble kind of player. Yeah. And uh, so they honored him and put Lesky, L O S C Y, up in the rafters. So, so they knew which one was who. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. So Dave Cowens, he had his 18 retired before yeah. Jim Leskatoff. That's well, that's kind of weird, isn't it? So Jim was there. He wasn't the archery instructor. No. Uh, but he uh, ran the basketball end of things and uh, was terrific. Uh, Celtics used to come up there from time to time Aww. when I was a kid, and I loved the Celtics then, as I do now. Yeah. I may be more critical of them now than I was then. It's okay. But there's more reason to be critical now than there was then, <laughs> because they were winning all the time that's back then. That's right. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it, it's just, uh, you know, Tommy Heinsohn came up there a few oh, times. Cool. And, yeah, and uh, it was just, just terrific, so. I, I enjoy my experience, but the bottom line was, uh, I I would do that today again. I would love to take that up. Well, maybe put that on your shooting. bucket list. Do I, it. I should do that. You know, uh, shoot the bow and arrow. Sure. But a gun, I have no interest in. Oh yeah. No, no interest in guns, one way or the other. Hmm. I really and truly don't. But oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. So so I would never, I would never shoot a squirrel. No, I wouldn't shoot a squirrel, no. but that. But I still know how to use a gun. Oh, so. Okay, well, I better watch out then. I better watch what I say. <laughs> it is Kale and Cormier in touch here on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 on the FM dial in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in Manchester. And join us uh, on a regular basis here on WKXL. We love your company. And WKXL is New Hampshire Talk Radio talking about what matters to you. We are heading down the home stretch of this uh, Kale. No, it is in touch with Kale and Cormier. There you go. I almost called it the other show that I do. <laughs> it's okay. But that's, that's, that's on at 9 o'clock in the morning. You, uh, you just have too many shows, I Mr. Too Kale. Many shows, too many shows. Like too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Ah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> and there won't be any Indians in Cleveland this coming season, by the way, or ever again. Oh. No, no. Did they, what are they changing? They, they changed their name. What did, what did they change I don't know their what name they did to? I'm trying, they changed their name. Oh, my God. I can't even think of it now. That's okay. Uh, they will we, always be the Indians. I me. know. I, it's after all and, these years, how do you even, like, make that change, right? And, 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 and by the way, they will also be the Redskins to me in Washington mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. yeah. Same thing, huh? Yeah, the Guardians. Cleveland Guardians. Guardians. Because, well, there's a uh, statue uh, or statues, four or five statues in Cleveland, and uh, they apparently are called the Guardians of the City. And those statues have been around for a long time, but that's how the team adopted Guardians. Okay. Which, uh, I I don't know. They will always be the Indians to me, and... uh, I know when I ever talk about them, they'll be the Indians, just like when I talk about the <laughs> Washington football team. Yeah, uh, they will always be the Redskins yeah. to me. Yeah. Once in a while, you'll you'll hear a network broadcaster mess up. Yeah. And say the Do Redskins. Do they correct it? They they sometimes. Uh. Sometimes sometimes they just gloss right over it, which I which think is, is the thing to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No need to call attention to it. Right. You know, never yeah. call attention to your mistakes. Right. <laughs> Sometimes, so you have to. If it's bad uh, enough when you got to address it. <laughs> uh, I guess. But if they're, if they're not that bad. That's right. You can you let know, it just, go. Just gloss right over it. There you, know? you go. Just gloss right over it. 
Well, Jane, is there anything you would like to pontificate about? We we have about a minute. We have a minute. I've not, taken you, up most of this time today. You I, have. You take. Listen. I, I apologize. You don't apologize. I love having these shows with you because you know what? We're of like mind. I always find your topics interesting, and I'm sure that our listeners do as well. So who am I to say? No, I have to tell you, I just I had my little hee hee with the squirrels. Yeah. So uh, that's my uh, that's my my thought for today. All right. Uh, very good. And uh, we, we hope that uh, folks will join us on a regular basis, uh, not only for this program, In Touch with Kale and Cormier, but uh, Kale and Company, which airs uh, Monday through Friday from 9 to 10, and all the great shows that Matt Robeson and Paul Hodes do, and your Artful Living program. Artful Living, yes. That's yes. always a fun little show. It is, and it's uh, very informative, and uh, I always like to see... Local talent yes. highlighted. Yes. Because they don't get enough recognition. They really and truly We don't. try to keep everything right here in the the uh, Concord area. Very so, good. Yeah. Very good. And, and a little bit south of Manchester. A little too. bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, that'll do it for this edition of In Touch with Kale and Cormier. Thanks for joining us right here on WKXL, New Hampshire Talk Radio, talking about what matters to you.